Welcome back to the Cover 4 Podcast brought to you by WTK's Rock Solid Sports where we've got you covered for all things NFL with Bryson Wright, Jack Foster, Riley Haltom. I'm Joseph Bonanno and we're coming to you digitally because it is Christmas break and we're all home for the holidays. But that doesn't mean we can stop giving you NFL content because the NFL doesn't stop for the holidays. In fact, it just moves back a day uh, and they play on Saturdays uh, in December instead of on Sundays. But uh, probably the best week of the NFL that we've had so far this season, uh, the playoffs have started early, uh, my friends. And this week was insane. It started with a decent Thursday night game. Uh, The Saturday games were just crazy, or at least two of the three of them were. And then Sunday's games was just good game after good game after good game. Uh, All I I don't know how many games came down to the wire, but uh, great games. In the NFL, and like I said, the playoffs are are here a little bit early, just in time for Christmas. It's one of the greatest weekends in recent memory to me, Joseph. And it's you know we'll find that out as we go through these games. But it's like every game, it was just you didn't see this coming. And like you said, these teams making late playoff pushes, all the excitement in the world going on. Nothing was cut and dry this weekend. You kept you on your toes the whole way through, and it was a lot of fun from start to finish. Was it the week of the year? Yes. So I far, think, I think hands so down. far, so yeah. far week of the year. Well, let's get into week 15 uh, as we always do. Let's start off with our games of the week. And there were a lot of good ones. I'll go first uh, and we'll start off with uh, probably one of the craziest games I think I've ever watched uh, in football. And that is the Vikings NFL history record setting comeback win over the Colts on Saturday to start the Saturday games. It wasn't a prime. I mean, it was a primetime game because it was the only game on, but it's not like it it wasn't the night game. It wasn't the second game on. It was the first game of the Saturday, the first Saturday game of the year. And it had everything. The Colts just came out and and shocked the world going up 33 to nothing on the Vikings in that first half. Uh, They got the picture of Justin Jefferson at halftime, just kind of like looking like, man, well, what are we doing? And, and you know, Colts were Colts were excited, looking to cause some chaos so there in the uh, the NFC uh, playoff race. But nah, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, uh, they they made sure it happened. Uh, came all the way back, thirty three points. KJ Osborne had a big game. Justin Jefferson, like I said, big game. Uh, that that play by Dalvin Cook to to tie it, or or at least to to get him a chance to tie it and then they eventually did tie it to send it to OT. I mean, that that's one of the that's one of the one of the prettiest screens I think I've ever seen in a football game. And I mean he just sliced and diced the Colts. Yeah. He he and he was doing it all game, Joseph. Like even on his runs, you know, he wasn't getting a crap ton of touches, but like he was running really well in the second half, of course. And then with that screen pass, once he made the first cut, I was like, oh, this oh, could go gone. all the way. He's gone. And then he and then he had to break a <laughs> yeah. couple of tackles there in the last yeah. ten yards or so, and then he stretched the ball across the plane. But yeah. a terrific play from Dalvin. No, but man, I, it was it was no. I'm, obviously, this was the best game I think of the weekend. Like there was a lot of crazy stuff that happened, but I don't think anything really beats the biggest comeback in NFL history. And yeah, I I, I thought it was an incredible game. The ending, you couldn't write a better story than this. But I got to go to the Colts side and Jeff Saturday. If you ever wondered why you should not hire never head coaches to be your interim head coach, because I don't care I don't care what you say about the players or how they made mistakes whatever 
if you have a 33 to nothing lead as a coach, you should never lose. I don't care who you have out there. I will, I will give you this. I will give the Colts this. Jonathan Taylor went out like early in that game, like first, first quarter. First drive. drive. Yeah, it was first drive. Uh, high, high line or high break, high ankle sprain. Uh, he's on IR. He's out for the season. They didn't have a run game. They still went up 33 nothing without no, That's Taylor. what I was about to say. They went, they went 33 nothing. Say, you can't make it the without, excuse. But, but they, couldn't, they couldn't run down the clock in the second half without him. Like, it seemed I, like every time they got on, they couldn't get a first down. They were giving the ball back quickly. The Vikings offense was just playing efficiently. They were just dicing and slicing. And then all of a sudden, that 33 became 15. That 15 became uh, 8. And then they ended up tying it. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh wow, this thing's going to overtime. And who are you going to trust in overtime? The team with Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins, who, let's be honest, didn't look great in the first half, looked pretty damn good in the second half. Uh, or are you going to trust the team with Matt Ryan, who blew the biggest lead in Super Bowl history uh, to Tom Brady a couple years ago? Matt well, Ryan th- is a generational talent and blowing leads Absolutely. specifically. No question. Yeah, I mean he's blown the biggest lead in Super Bowl history and then he's blown the biggest lead in regular season history now. And it isn't it ironic, guys, that the previous record was held by the Bills and Frank Reich, who came back, right? Um yeah. to beat the Oilers. And that was thirty two points. And then it happens to Frank Reich's former team, former team. you know, if he hadn't gotten fired. So that is just a crazy, just what whatever that whatever you want to call yeah. that, just the fact that it happened to a Frank Reich team who was previously coached, and also Coach Saturday, first person named Saturday to coach on a Saturday, uh, but he's zero one. So sad, sad day for Saturday. But look, what a game! You know, what a comeback! Uh, it, it was. I don't think I've ever or will ever see something like that again. And it, it just, it just felt. It felt once once the Vikings scored that first time outside of half or that first touchdown, I should say, you just felt like okay, okay, there's a chance, and then it just kept happening, and it kept happening, and well, then it happened. And the thing is, because it was the Colts, even though like they went into halftime, it was what thirty three zero, right? Yeah, 33? All right, thirty three. They, they went into they went into halftime, and I was like, this is, I mean, there's still a chance, and that's only because. Of the, Colts. the fact that it was the Colts. Yeah. Well, I mean, this I mean, is a team that let the Cowboys score 33 points in the fourth quarter two yeah. weeks ago. Then they yeah. had their bye, and then they come out and go 33 zip, and you're like, okay, hey, a little turnaround here for Indy. And granted, it was most of the defense and special teams doing the work. But then that meltdown in the second half. Like, yeah, they get outscored 39 to 3. So many things yeah. are not clicking for that franchise right now. Uh, just ridiculous. And, and uh, Patrick Peterson, apparently, did you guys hear what he said? They went in the locker yeah. room and they asked him, they were like, they were like hey, man, uh, what do we got to do here? Like, what, what's happening? And Patrick Peterson said, hey, we just need five tutties. Five tutties. That's it. Guess what? They went out and got it. Tied the game. Won it. Along with two field goals. Crazy. Easy. I mean, yeah. Kurt, just Kurt, five tutties. Easy. Kurt Cousins couldn't even comprehend what happened in the post game. He, they, the, the dude, the dude uh, that was, uh, that was, uh, yeah. he was like, yeah. He was like He's like, hey, did you know that that was just the largest comeback in NFL history? Kirk was like, excuse me? Uh, I'm going to need a minute. Uh, I'm going to need a minute. But, yeah, no, game, game, my game of the week right there, uh, ridiculous. I, I think it's going to go down as one of the, the best game, or maybe not best games, one of the craziest games in NFL history. People will be talking about that for years to come. Definitely. Also, before we close on this, the Colts have given up 55 points in the last two fourth quarters. 
that's all you gotta say. That, that's crazy, man. Crazy, crazy, Hysterical. crazy. All right, uh, Bryson, game of the week for week fifteen. Speaking of things we'll never see again. Yeah, no. So the reason why this is the game of the week for me, uh, for Raiders and Patriots, it's not necessarily because the game up until the end was great. It was a really good game. Back and forth, tied, looks like it's going to overtime. But the reason why this was the game of the week was because of the ending. I, I don't know about you guys. I've never seen an ending like the Raiders and Patriots game where – Especially when you have a coach that's as experienced as Bill Belichick. Now, let's—I'm not blaming it all on Bill Belichick, but look—you could have just taken a knee and gone to overtime, but you decide you're going to run a play. Maybe they weren't supposed to pitch it. All right, I get you, Ramondre Stevenson. You should not have pitched the ball. Like it's on him too. And then the throw from Jacoby Myers was just absolutely. It, it's Horrific! One of, it's it's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen anybody. He was do throwing it to Mac Jones, who was in the process of getting stiff armed when Chandler Jones caught the ball. Chandler no, that's Jones what I'm did, saying. Chandler Jones didn't stiff arm Mac Jones after he caught the ball. He did it while he was catching the ball. No, that's this, how bad of a throw it was. This is what I'm saying. If you t- had to pick anybody on the Patriots team, you're like, all right, <laughs> who has to make the tackle if if the other team recovers? Mac Jones is the last person yeah, I'm picking. Let's get into the I think I think Jacoby Myers had a brain fart because obviously you're 60. Mac Jones was at their own 40. He's not thinking that Mac Jones is going to run at 60 yards for a touchdown. And you can't throw a forward pass once the ball passes the line of scrimmage. I think Jacoby Myers had a brain fart and thought maybe if he got the ball to Mac, Mac could heave it for a Hail Mary. Because that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Or he, I, he cannot I legitimately or, think that Mac could have ran it. Or he didn't know it was Mac Jones. I mean, he probably just saw a Patriots uniform and just turned and chucked it. Did, so he, so if that's the case, then he definitely thought they were down. He didn't know what the score was. Yeah, that, I mean, and that it, is well, big for coaching and just what's going on in that locker. Well, room. what he said in the post game, he said uh, they asked him about it. They were like, and they were like, "Hey, man, what what was the play call?" And he goes. Well, it didn't involve a lateral from me. Uh, I was yeah. trying to be a hero, and sure enough, he became the villain. Yeah, and it's and Jacoby Myers has played such smart football during his time as a Patriot, and you know it's just you talk about this Patriot way and the way Belichick teams are coached and how they go about doing things. You know, playing long term ball, not going down before you get out of bounds with six minutes left on the clock. You know, always playing the long game, always shortening games, and then for them to do something like this. That is just the most mind-boggling thing you can ever witness. It is the craziest play in NFL history. And I'll ask you guys, um, you know, all these crazy plays have nicknames. Minneapolis Miracle, Miami Miracle, Music City Miracle, all this stuff. If you could pick a name for this play, Hmm. what would you pick? Now, I have a great candidate. I did not come up with it. A person actually on the Rich Eisen Show did, but the Hail Moron. (laughs) That's great. I love it. That's oh, great. Oh man. Oh. It's tough. And I feel like you should have told you see, you, should, see, you should have told us that. You should have let us guess before. Yeah, man. yeah, you should have asked us this before. Uh, I'll see if I can get I can I'll see if I can think of one by the end of the show. But yeah, I I've like I said, I've never seen anything like it. It's a dumb play by Jacoby Myers. Chandler Jones picks it up. 50, uh, 48 yard return which I mean most of it he was running I mean the only person in front of him was Mac Jones like I said Mac poor Mac <laughs> he got he got 
<laughs> he had no chance. Taken. He had yeah. no chance. Even if he wasn't, like you said, Joseph, even if he hadn't been getting stiff-armed before Chandler Jones even got <laughs> Dude, the ball, let's Mac be Jones, honest. What was Mac, Mac Jones going to do Mac to Jones, Chandler Jones? Babyface, chubby Mac Jones was not chasing down Chandler Jones and making that tackle. All right. Mac Jones yeah. was not doing anything. He was the only one back there. There was no wide receivers. They were all downfield. There was no running backs. They were all downfield. The offensive linemen, they're all downfield. Everyone. There was not a single person. It was just Mac Jones and Chandler Jones and uh, the Chandler one. Yes, it, it, it's so brutal for Mac because you can't expect any quarterback to really make that tackle against a premier pass rusher like Jones other than like maybe Josh Allen just because he's so big. But also, I don't know if you guys have watched the whole play repeatedly, but Chandler Jones misses a tackle on Ramondre Stevenson right out of the gate. Two yards past the line of scrimmage, Jones misses an easy tackle on Ramondre. Then Stevenson runs for 20 yards, and the rest is history. But Jones missing that tackle led to all the craziness and then him getting the fumble recovery and then running it back. So there's so many things that went on that play for that to happen, making it, to me, the craziest play I've ever seen and probably in NFL history based off of how national media has talked about it, guys who have been around the league forever. So, yeah, absolutely insane play in that game. Yeah, it's I, something I don't think we'll ever see it again. Yeah, especially not after now that everybody not has, after like, someone did it once. Yeah, now that somebody's had, done right? it, they're gonna yeah. show that for for all eternity yeah. at the at the end of the fourth quarter. Hey, don't be Jacoby Myers. Don't do this. All right, Jack, your game of the week for week fifteen. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with um, the Jaguars and the Cowboys. I know it seems like every time the Jags pull off an upset of any magnitude, I call it the game of the week, but it's because most of the times when they do, it is in spectacular fashion, and it was yet again as the Jags came back down 27-10 to against the Cowboys in the second quarter to win and prove the 6-8. and Cowboys dropped to 10-5, um, and so or 10-4, and excuse me. So insane game. Zay Jones, man, over 100 yards and three touchdowns. This is a guy who's drafted by the Bills, was supposed to be pretty good, Never developed, went to Oakland slash Vegas, was okay. And now with the Jags, he's becoming an awesome second wide receiver for that team and a really reliable option for Trevor Lawrence. And just for this Jaguars offense to put up 40 points against that Dallas defense that has been so dominant all year, man, they're really turning the corner. And you can't deny him anymore. You can't hate yeah. on him anymore. You can't call him bad. They are one of the best offenses in the NFL right now. Trevor Lawrence did not play a perfect game. But him not playing a perfect game and then them still being able to win against a great team like Dallas is indicative of how m much better the team Jacksonville is and how they're in great position to make a playoff push. Obviously, Lawrence with the fumble in regulation, you think the game's over. They get the ball back. But it was Trevor Lawrence who got them back into field goal range. Evan Ingram making a sick play to get out of bounds. I mean, just dragging a Dallas defender out of bounds. The ultimate strength Save from the number timeout. 17 there. Yeah, exactly. The, it was, timeout, it was the timeout to tie it, actually. Arguably the biggest play of the game. I mean, outside of the walk-off pick six by Rayshon Jenkins. But, yeah, Rayshon Jenkins. Yeah, yeah, Dallas. Just <laughs> incredible play. And Noah Brown, man, got to catch that pass. People putting it on Dak, that pick six. Nah, Hit Noah Brown's got to catch that. Hit him in the hands. Listen, yep. listen, the Cowboys are just that team. They're so good. I, I mean, you look at them. They're good. They're a good team. You cannot say that they're not a good team. They just blow up all the time. And it's it's self-harm it's self all the time. They can't stop hurting themselves to cause them to lose games. Uh, like, like you said, Noah Brown should have caught that pass. Uh, they should have got – they needed one first down. Yeah. One first down, they went three and out after a huge fumble 
a huge fumble, huge mistake by Trevor Lawrence. Dallas couldn't do anything on offense, couldn't get a first down. That's it. And then on the third, uh, I think it was like third and seven, they decided to throw a, a 25-yard uh, route down the, down the sideline instead of trying to get something at the sticks. That was uh, terrible. Yes, just, I remember watching just, that. Just awful. I had no – I mean, like, I was in there, and I was like – I was like, I was like, all right, third of the sticks, you know, get it fourth and fourth and short, maybe try to go for it to win the game. Or even run it just to right, just, just kill time. Yeah. And you throw it down the sideline. It was a quick it was quick pass too. It's not like it's not like Dak went through a bunch of progressions. It was the only progression he looked at. Chucked it down the sideline. Uh it, it was tight coverage, bad throw by Dak, incomplete. Stops the clock, they punt it. Jags drive down the field, tie it, obviously win it over time. But, yeah, d- something about Dallas, man. But, yeah, your credit to Jacksonville. They've put themselves back in the playoff race. Uh, they're one game away uh, from being uh, AFC division leaders. Um, and with the way that the current in a- or AFC South division leader uh, is playing, uh, I could see in one week uh, they could, in fact, uh, take over. Or two weeks. Yeah, no question opponents. about that. Based on the way they've been playing – and, I mean, I, I think this was indicative. I mean, you look at how they played against the Titans the week before. I think there was definitely some carryover and some extra confidence coming into this game. And, I mean, like I said, Jack, I was on I was on the train. I picked the Jaguars, too. Uh, so, like, I, I, I saw a little I bit of it. And, and, and I agree with what Joseph is saying. And it's not just necessarily this Cowboys team, but it's just it feels like every Cowboys team. You know what I mean? Like, they're 10-4 and four right now. But you think they're somehow still going to end up losing that home playoff game, like whether they're the oh. three or the four seat. Like right now, they'll, they'll, be, they'll the be the four seat too, oh, or five. They'll be a wild card because Philly has the division. But yeah, oh even well, a game, yeah, a five, but, whatever. But even like, a game they may I mean. s- supposed to win, like going to Tampa or something, they could drop that easily. You know, just like they did yeah, last year. Yeah, and, and well, like basically, Philly, Philly has it locked up, but they basically completely took out their chance now because i think they still had another chance at it but now they definitely can't win the division yeah it's, i think it's a insane long shot um philly would have to lose out and that's just not happening but yeah, yeah the cowboys just shooting themselves in the foot but you have to give credit to jacksonville i think even more so cowboys didn't play terrible they just they got they got tight in the second half they weren't you know making intelligent play calls they just thought they were just trying to ice the game away and play vanilla football, and that wasn't going to work against a hot offense with Trevor Lawrence at the helm. And Travis Etienne bouncing back with over 100 yards rushing, like to see that. Yeah, this is a Jacks team that is dangerous right now, and they're playing yeah. their best ball in December. When a team is doing that, watch out. So yeah. that's all I got to say. And yeah, I'm just saying, I've called it. They were going to win that game in Dallas. All right, Riley, your game of the week for week 15. Yeah, I went with Dolphins-Bills, real back-and-forth game between uh, two of the best teams in the AFC. And, yeah, it was pretty pretty insane game. Like I said, very back-and-forth. Um, there was one stretch of the game where it was like field goal, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, 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 punt, touchdown. Like, it, it was super back-and-forth between these two teams, two very good offenses uh, really just going at it, two pretty good defenses as well. So, yeah, just overall, good football game, great game to watch. Uh, no other reason than that. You know, wasn't any heroics, any insane end of the game, you know, but, uh, yeah, it, it was just well, a good game no. all around. Josh yeah, had a two-point conversion. 
Hold up. Let, let's let's be honest here. Uh, the best part of this game was when Bills fans were throwing snowballs at both teams, not just that was not funny. just the Dolphins, but yes. both teams. And the refs threatened a 15-yard penalty to the Bills to get them to stop. And that was, that was the Dude, greatest thing I think. What I've I was thinking is game. like I don't know if there's any Dolphins fans there, but if I was a yeah. Dolphins fan and I I'd heard be, that, I'd be I would chucking. just start chucking snowballs. So right. 15-yard penalty on the Bills. Come on now. But I doubt there's any Dolphins fans. There's there was no Dolphins fans in that. Well, it was 12 degree weather. I don't think, but and it wasn't just the end zones. Um, The Bills fans were also throwing it at the Dolphins sideline, and they apparently it was like ice balls. Like it wasn't just all snow, fluffy snow. It was like hard ice mixed in. And McDaniel was like, "Hey, you know what we gonna do about this?" So. Of course, they had to cease that and fix it. But yeah, that was wild. Josh Allen's two point conversion run, insane to me. And then, of course, the Bills players dusting off the snow to get that clear path for yeah. Tyler Bass to make the game winner. There was a lot of good things in this game. No, that was cool. Like, like I said, I always talk about things I've never seen before. Seeing the people like rush out there and then just move all of the snow out of the way for the last little kick, I thought that was really cool. Well, one of the questions uh, the broadcast team asked, they were like, well, what would happen if Dolphins over there just started trying to kick snow onto the spot? Would that be a delay game? Like... <laughs> Like, I mean, it, it, if they're allowed to move snow, are they allowed to put it snow back? I mean, I don't know. It would have been, been hilarious if I just saw the Dolphins' defense over there just shoveling snow into the spot while the Bills were scraping it away. But uh, <laughs> the celebration at the end for the Bills where they were, you know, making snow angels, sliding around on the field. And that's the fun uh, of a snow game, man. Yeah, love the snow games. We, we got robbed of one earlier this year in the six yes. feet of snow. Um, but it's okay. We, I, I would say this one uh, made up for it. But games of the week, uh, that was um, our games of the week. Rest of the scores, Niners on Thursday night football uh, beat the Seahawks 21-13. Brock Purdy did his thing again. Uh, then the Browns ended up beating the Ravens 13-3 to on the other Saturday game. That one was not great. Um, on Sunday, the Eagles took care of the Bears. Bears made it interesting they're late uh, and early, um, but Eagles able to prevail. Uh, news, Jalen Hurts might be out uh, this weekend uh, against a divisional opponent, so something to watch there. Uh, the Saints beat the Falcons 21-18. That game got a little tight at the end. Uh, the Lions scraped by the Jets 2017. Steelers beat the Panthers 24-16. The Chiefs went to overtime with the Texans. They ended up winning that one 32-24. Interesting with the Texans. They've played some really good football these past couple weeks. Um, and the way they're doing it is interesting with the two-quarterback system. You don't really see that in the NFL. Uh, the Broncos beat the Cardinals 24-15 in the battle of the backups and then the backup backups. Uh, then the Chargers beat the Titans on a game winner 17-14. to The Bengals came back against the Buccaneers 34-23, to and the Giants stifled the Commanders at home 20-12 on a very controversial ending uh, that we will get into. And then on Monday Night Football, it's 24-12 to 12 as the Packers take down the Rams and end that Baker Mayfield magic in L.A. that we saw for one week. So uh, those are the rest of the scores. And with that, we get into our week's winners and losers. Uh, I'll go ahead and go first since I already talked about it. I'll start with the losers. And uh, it was the Commanders game. I talked about it, controversial ending in two ways, and that is with the refs in the Commanders game. 
So first off, we'll start off with the touchdown that would have led to an eventual tie if they got in the two-point conversion. Terry McLaurin lines up in his normal spot, checks with the ref like every single wide receiver in the league does. Ref tells him to move up. He moves up. He The ref tells him, all right, you're good. Puts his hand on the flag. As soon as he said you're good, puts his hand on the flag. Terry McLaurin's obviously looking at the at the ball so he can, you know, not get a false start. Snap, throws the flag immediately. Illegal formation on Terry McLaurin. Kills the touchdown that uh, that Taylor Heineke scored on that play. Pushes him back. Eventually, uh, nothing happens. Uh, they don't go into score. Not not just nothing happens. Not that nothing happened. This is the second part of the controversial ending. Yeah. The throw to, I don't even know who, it was it Curtis, Curtis Samuel. Samuel? Was it Curtis Samuel? The throw to Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel was getting tackled, hugged. Uh, I, I think, uh, what was it, Kevin Durant that posted the uh, the Merry yeah. Christmas hug somebody? Yes, uh, yes. Uh, and it was a picture of the Giants DB all wrapped around Curtis Samuel there before the ball got there. Um, and no DPI called. I mean, I get it's a big spot to call pass interference, but that was textbook pass interference and no call. So the refs at the end of Commander's game, my big losers, especially that Terry McLaurin one, because how are you going to tell a player he's good and then flag him immediately? How are you going to do that and then not call the DPI? And then not call the DPI. Because on, the, on the, the McLaurin play was the B-Rob Tud. Like, yeah. it was going yeah. yeah. to bring him within two to potentially DB? send his Was it Darnay over. Holmes? I can't remember. That sounds that sounds right though. But anyway, it, they scored a touchdown. That's it. Guys, and it was a touchdown. And, it was, and also, McLaurin had nothing to do with the touchdown, the touchdown anyway. Like, yeah. like he was just sta- he was just standing over there anyway. He's in legal formation because they called him. He they said he wasn't on the ball. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. His wide receiver sure. had to be on the ball, and they said he wasn't on the ball. And it's just like regardless if he was on the ball though, they, like it's not going to change whether or not he would have scored the touchdown at the end of the day too. Exactly. So it it's like so come on now. But as listen, okay. Here's my question. So obviously we know that wide receivers get help from the refs uh, in terms of lining up because their perspective of where the ball is on the field. It's a little iffy when you're a wide receiver, especially when you got to lined up off ball, on ball. It, it gets it gets a little tricky. Is If a ref gives you false information, does that warrant – or does does that warrant some punishment for the yes. rest? Or does, or, or, say, or, yes. does, or, does it, say. or does it matter because the ref isn't obligated to give the wide receiver help? He can say whatever he wants to the wide receiver. It's the wide receiver's job to know where he's supposed to be on the field. Which is it? Okay, but there's an issue though because a lot of people are saying he just told him that he was good and then that's what happened. I don't think that's what the ref said. I think you can clearly see him go, like, point up, like, oh, you need to move up. He takes, like, Terry McLaurin takes, like, a half step forward and then goes, he turns around back towards the ball and throws up, like, a like a little, little thumbs up to the ref, and the ref, that's when the ref started reaching for the flag. Well, the, the ref also, Terry, if you watch the post game of Terry McLaurin, he said he turned his head and the ref said, yeah, you're good now. When he yeah, put I'm going to believe Terry. Up, I believe Terry McLaurin when he says oh, that. It's I'm not saying that. Yeah, the um, ref should get punished. If that's if that's true, like that is the epitome of brutality to do that to someone. Yeah, that is just that, yeah. so bad on so many levels, and it changed the game because it was a touchdown. And the dude was, you you said it, Joseph. His hand was on the flag before the ball was ever snapped. He knew it's not like McLaurin moved back a little bit before the ball was snapped after they had already talked about his placement on the line of scrimmage. No, he cleared it and then put his hand. The fix is in. It it was in. It was so in. 
they totally changed this game. If you even go back multiple drives ago, Logan Thomas was called for illegal motion running to the line of scrimmage before the ball was snapped, as in not, you know, not laterally. He was running in a uh, upward. But first off, NFL players do that all the time. If you watch Tyreek, he does it like twice a drive, right? Getting that extra step. No one ever calls it. But then they call it on Logan Thomas. It it was just it's so it's just these minute calls on the Washington Commanders were totally uncalled for, and then just so happens on the Giants side, on the last drive of the game when you need to chew clock, Saquon Barkley can all of a sudden just run through these huge holes in the Washington defense. You can't tell me there wasn't holding on that drive. I have yet to go back and watch, <laughs> but I guarantee you there was at least a couple of holds because Washington was stopping Saquon all night long. And then just so happens on the most important drive of the game for the New York offense, Saquon is able to gash them like crazy. Uh, uh-uh. I don't buy it. I don't buy any bit of it. And then at the end to call it on Terry McLaurin is a fireable offense in my opinion. And then the DPI, like, who are we kidding? That is DP. That is textbook DPI in a league that calls DPI all the time. And don't give me the bull crap about, Oh, let him play. Cause it's the last play of the game. If you don't do that, don't call it on Terry McLaurin. <laughs> stupidity all around and i'm so sick of it yeah oh no i'm totally with you especially on that dpi point i have seen dpis called for way less in the end zone at the end of a game and it's like the picture the picture where he literally is giving the dude a hug like that's that's the one where you're like okay there's no question that's that's the definition of pass interference uh i'm not gonna say it's the worst one i've ever seen I'll still go back to that Saints Rams game as yeah, the worst missed call I've ever yeah. seen, but it was it was pretty bad. I'll give you that, Jeff. What, whatever happened to the uh, to the you can review if it was pass interference or not? Oh, they, yeah, no, they, they just did that for a year, and they were like, "Nope, screw it, didn't like, like it." Why? That was that was so. I mean, obviously, it slowed the game the pace, down a little bit, yeah, but it, it was so pace. much better because they actually fixed some calls. I mean, Dude, they should like, just make it so you can challenge it like it was like. Yeah. There's that you still only have two challenges. No, yeah. yeah, I don't so know. When you use it on a DPI, yeah, sure, go ahead. But no, yeah. listen, I, I I totally agree with you. I do, listen. Yes, it's the wide receiver's job to know where he's supposed to be lined up, but everybody knows that the wide receivers ask the line the line judges. Uh, judgment on if they're lined up or not at every level of football every level of football from from pop warner to high school to college to to the nfl it happens they ask you see it all the time they're sticking that thumb out saying hey am i good am i good and you see the line judge do it back how are you going to do that say he's good and then immediately throw the flag knowing you were going to throw that flag the nfl better investigate that because something i agree with you jack the fix is in uh, something is going on there, but that's that's my loser for the week. It's the the refs in the Commanders game uh, because they botched that and, and they showed their hand, in my opinion. Now my winner of the week, uh, I'll get to this one quickly. Uh, pretty simple. It happened all week long. It's the comebacks, baby. We saw it with the Vikings. We saw it with the Bengals late. We saw it with the Jaguars. Uh, so many teams. I'm pretty sure the the the, the Raiders come back a little bit. Were they down? No, um, New England came back. Or New England, they were down seventeen three. Yeah, 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 New England came back to tie it. Uh, they didn't yeah. end up completing it. Um, they were up twenty four seventeen. Then the Keelan Cole touchdown, which, by the way, 
but yeah, I don't know if it was a touchdown, but okay. But, and then that happened. Oh yeah, uh, but yeah, no, the comebacks. Uh, they were they were plentiful in this game. Heck, even the Titans had a little bit of a comeback. Uh, and, and if you want to call seven points a comeback, because you know they can't score more than a touchdown in any of their games. But listen, the comebacks were alive and well, baby, and that's why this week started the playoffs off early. And that's my winner of the week. Bryson, you want to go? You, you can go next. Yeah, I'll go ahead and go. And I'll start with mine, and it's going to be the Detroit Lions. And it's not just because of the fact that they won this week. It's really just a culmination of what they've been doing really on this last stretch of games. Because I remember, I, I know that you guys remember that at one point, the Lions were 1-6. in six. It looks like yeah. they, they were worried about where their draft pick was going to be, right? <laughs> and now, all of a sudden, you look up and – they have a chance to make the playoffs, like a very reasonable chance to make the playoffs, right? And this, but this game was going to be a big part of that because you got to win out at this point, basically. Now there could you could get some help from other people, but if they win out, I think they're going to make the playoffs, right? And when you look at their last three games: Panthers, Bears, Packers. Those are all winnable games. Now it's going to be tough for them to beat Aaron Rodgers because. We know Aaron Rodgers beats beats up on the Lions just like he's beat up on the Bears. Like, let's be honest. But when you look at the way they've been playing, they've already won their last three games in a row. And what, six out of the last seven now? So, dude, the Lions, I think think I'm ready to say, Riley, I don't know if they're going to get 10 wins, but you you were on to something. (laughs) Because this team... I, I I I love the Lions. I love the fact that the Lions are good again because it feels like they're one of those teams. They deserve to have a good season. Finally, it feels like they they had a couple chances maybe like when they had Calvin Johnson, but even back then they never felt like they were as good as they should have been. So it's that's why I think they're they're going to be my winner for this week. Won a close game against the Jets, everything like that. Uh, my loser of the week is going to go to the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. Not just not necessarily Dak Prescott's fault on that last pick six. Like you said, it should have been a catch. But he still does get part of the blame because it seems like, now whether it's his fault or it's not his fault, when it comes down to the end of games, Dak Prescott is always throwing an interception. He threw another interception in the third quarter of this game too. So it's one of those things where down the stretch of games, Dak Prescott has been known to turn the ball over. Now, I still think he's a great quarterback, and I still think he's been very good for them for most of the year. But when you look in the games they've lost, a lot of it is because in the critical times of the game, he makes mistakes. Now, I wouldn't necessarily call that a mistake this week, but it's one of those things where maybe you don't throw the ball to Noah Brown. I don't know. Maybe you throw to one of your other wide receivers. I mean, like, he was getting like he was, he was open. There's there a lot of other stuff. Like, I don't want to put anything on Dak for that throw because, like I said, he should have caught the ball. That That's the number one thing, right? It, it's uh, not on him, but still. I, I still got the Cowboys and Dak Prescott as a whole as my loser this week. It just feels like – it felt like they were slipping up, and with how close all the teams are right now, a couple slips up, slip-ups could be bad for them. Let's look at this from another angle, Bryson. When's the last time you saw Dak Prescott make a play that you said, wow – in a close game, when's the last time, dude? Can, you, actually, can you think of one? Of this I'm trying season? to think. 
I'm trying to think. I mean, it's you been can t- look. It's been Tony I mean, Pollard, right? It's been Zeke. Yeah, yeah, that's it's true. It's been Lamb with the yak. Like, I don't know, man. I, I agree. I, I feel like Dak Prescott is not a guy who you want on your team over the field when it's when it's coming down to close games featuring a lot of offense. And those are the types of games you're going to have to win if you want to make a Super Bowl run. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, with Jack, uh, with that, well, I guess we'll transition to you. Your winners and losers for Week 15. Yeah, I'm not going to sound like a broken record here and keep talking about Jack's offense. I told you they're playing really balanced football, good running game. Um, the receivers are coming into their own. Defense can make plays when it counts. O-line's playing all right. Trevor's a completely different quarterback. They got a great coach in Dougie P. But the reason the Jaguars are my winner is because of just the playoff scenario. They're 6-8 and eight now, and up next they get the Jets on the road. I said last week I thought the Jaguars would beat the Cowboys, then lose to New York. I didn't foresee Zach Wilson starting this week. I, I knew he was going to start last week. The fact that Zach Wilson is starting that game, I just it really caps the Jets' offensive upside. And the Jaguars' run day has been pretty pretty good so i don't know if the jets will be able to run all over him i'm actually gonna end up taking the jags to win on tnf in new york given the way they're playing and you thought that maybe if they were reading their press clippings and they were overconfident after the titans win they'd fall against the cowboys certainly looked that way in the first half but they didn't do that so with that happening with that comeback happening i think the jags are going to keep riding high so with that win, then against Houston, they should win. And then it'll come down to that last week. So now the Jaguars control their own destiny. They went out there in. And that is ultimately why they're my winner of the week, that the 6-8 and eight Jaguars control their own destiny. And their AFC South foe, we don't know if their starting quarterback is going to even play again this season. So there's a lot of reasons the Jags are my winner. My loser of the week, I'm going to talk about a team we didn't really touch on that I think is worth touching on, and that is the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I really liked them in this Cleveland matchup. I know it was on the road, but you knew the weather was going to be bad. The Browns' offense has been terrible since Deshaun Watson took over. Their defenses you can be ran on, and J.K. Dobbins did run on them, And but the Baltimore Ravens just can't score touchdowns right now. They, they have an aversion to scoring points, and it's a problem. I know Lamar Jackson is out, but you kind of saw them slipping even with when Lamar was in those last couple weeks. Tyler Huntley is not the guy we thought he was going to be. He's not the guy I've seen in recent relief outings when Lamar has gotten banged up. Huntley is not playing very good football. You don't want to trot out Anthony Brown against quality NFL competition. So I don't know how many games the Ravens can win right now. They've already lost the division lead to the Bengals. I do not see them gaining it back. They're going to be five seed at best. They don't hold the head-to-head over Miami, so they could fall to the sixth seed. It's not a good situation to be in right now if you're the Baltimore Ravens, especially after that loss to Cleveland. Just ugly, ugly loss. Yeah, they're they're misfiring on all fronts. Justin Tucker had the worst game of his career. Missed an or missed an extra or missed a field goal. Got one blocked. Yeah. Uh, just just bad bad game uh, all around. Um, with no Lamar, that offense really takes a hit. I get Tyler Huntley. I, I get he fits in like a glove. I mean, he's basically Lamar 2.0, just minus a lot of talent. Um, but. It doesn't He's not matter. making any throws, man. Yeah, they, they, just, they can't it, move the ball. It doesn't really, it doesn't really uh, plug and play very well over there in Baltimore. So it's a good loser. Riley, your winner and loser of the week. Yeah, for uh, winner, gotta go with Jarek McKinnon with the way he, uh, way he capped off that game for the Chiefs. I mean, he had a decent game all around. Ten carries, fifty-two yards, and had that uh, breakaway touchdown at the end to uh, kind of seal the deal 
for the Chiefs. Um, so yeah, just he, he was quite literally the reason the Chiefs won that game. So gave him my winner, gave him the nod. Good performance from him. Also had uh, plenty of yeah, eight receptions for seventy yards and a touchdown. Great game for him. You know, Jerry McKinnon, fantasy owners, secondary right? winner for yeah, right, Dom's right. rising. And then for uh, for a loser, gotta go with. I mean, it's kind of been beaten to the ground now, but the Colts and Matt Ryan, especially Matt Ryan, dude. Now his name is the one attached to two of the worst blown leads in NFL history, man. That is, that's tough. That's a tough it's legacy really, to leave uh, behind. Not really what you want your name attached to uh, when you're a guy who has put up and played like a Hall of Famer at times in your career. Now right. he's benched. Yeah. Is he benched? Yeah, they benched him for Nick Foles. Foles will start Monday. Oh, wow. that's right. I did see. Wow, yeah, that's Foles. right. Wow. I saw Foles. That. After all this time, they're gonna go with Foles. I mean, they went hey, with Ellinger before they went with Foles, and now they're going with Foles with the season over. I, hey, I think not mathematically eliminated from winning the division. Yes, they. Are. I mean, they're not mathematically no, they're not. eliminated. But this is what I'll say though: if Nick Foles is starting for the Colts, I think we got to think that his career is about to be over because the Colts are where quarterbacks go to die. Let's be honest. What quarterback actually went to the Colts and revived their career? Brissett. Uh, I, I guess they revived, a, he, but it was, was like back, he was a backup that had to go in because Andrew Luck could never stay healthy. Yeah, but that's where he got his name. That's the reason he's well. I'm, I'm just looking at. I mean, long, when you look at it. They had Philip right Rivers. Now. They had Carson Wentz. Neither one of those guys actually did anything. Matt Ryan was supposed to come back and put up better numbers this year. Yeah, didn't do it. So. Nick Foles, I'm sorry, but it's not looking good for you. Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll see the next. we'll see we'll see the uh, Nick Foles retirement uh, photo here uh, next year. Foles uh, and Ryan will retire on the same day. Oh yeah, and they'll do it in press conference uh, fashion, just one after the other. And he's like, oh, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's that's where quarterbacks go to die. And uh, Matt Ryan, bad legacy to leave behind. Uh, and with that, let's get our dogs of the week. Uh, the best players in week 15 in our eyes. I'll go first. My dog, throwing it all the way back to my comeback win that I talked about my game of the week, and that is K.J. Osborne. Not the wide receiver you thought would be leading the Minnesota passing attack, but he was 10 receptions, career high, 157 yards, career high, and a touchdown. His long was at 63-yard uh, score, I believe, uh, there to get uh, – that comeback uh, flow in there in the second half. Um, but better game than Justin Jefferson outproduced uh, Jay Jettas, who I've been behind as the best wide receiver in the NFL. Um, career numbers on everything. I'm pretty sure they said in the broadcast that KJ Osborne had never even had uh, nine passes or, or nine receptions in a game dating all the way back to high school. Didn't even have one in high school. Uh, and now he's got 10 for 157 uh, in this comeback win against the Colts. He's a part of history. That's he's awesome. my winner. He's my winner of the week. That is crazy. That's quite wild. So I almost picked a Vikings player, but I know that somebody else is picking a Vikings player too. And I was like, we can't do three Vikings players. <laughs> so I had to get back. I already talked about the Lions for my winner of the week. I got to go with Brock Wright holding it down for the big dudes, fourth and inches. He had no receptions the entire game. Throw the freaking tight end in the flat, hit him in the flat, 
not only get the first down, but then take it the other 50 yards and score the what would be the game-winning touchdown dog of the week. He only had one reception, but it was the only reception that mattered. Touchdown, win, Lions firmly in the playoff race. Didn't uh didn't uh Penny Sewell uh have a have a big catch in this game? Was it this Yes game he did. The 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 fourth down, uh big Dan uh Dan Yes, where like, he dove? Yeah, well, he died? yeah, yeah, he like dove uh, for the first down. But y'all saw here, y'all saw the quote about what Dan he Campbell, said. Dan Campbell said he was like, "Oh, dude, no, I was looking at the crowd with the wave, and I looked down, and they were throwing it to Penny, and I was like, what are we doing?'" And then it worked, and he goes, "All right, I guess we're doing that." He was yeah, looking no. look at the wave. He wouldn't even look at the play. <laughs> He's, He's like distracted. The ball. Hey, but I will say, as a former mind. as a former high school offensive lineman. That those were the best plays. When we got to install the, those plays, I was like, "Dude, just give me one chance, coach." Give me one chance. So let me, let me go. I know, I know that Penesul was very happy that he got that chance, and not only did he get the chance, but he delivered. That's the yeah. most important part. Yeah, of all the craziness we've talked about this week with the Patriots Raiders play taking the cake, how about a fifty-plus yard go-ahead touchdown on fourth down from a from Brock Wright in a tight end flat to take it to the house. Like, yeah. that should blow your mind. That would have been the craziest play if, like, five other things didn't happen, right? But Dude, why didn't uh, we that put that as our lock of the week? That gets why lost in everything. It's the lock of the week. And lock it still week. should be highlight. Brock yeah. Wright, 50 yards and a touchdown. Lock it in. All right, Riley, your dog of the week. Yeah, I've got to go with Josh Allen kind of skirted himself back into the MVP race. He'd been kind of on the back burner, but to, uh, to, uh, Patrick Mahomes, but firmly he's like right neck and neck after this game, incredible performance in the snow, in the cold, Josh Allen, 25 of 40 passing 304 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. I don't even think he had a, I don't think he had a, no, he did have, he did have one fumble, but, uh, then he also, you, oh, you're thinking, yeah, 304 yards through the air, four touchdowns through the air. That's a great game, right? That's all you need. Well, no, he also led his team in rushing, 10 carries, 77 yards. Josh Allen, dog. With I a 44-yard run coming on the eight-point drive to mm. tie it. That- I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to tackle Josh Allen in the snow. No. Not with how he, not with how he launches himself into the air like, like a rocket. I mean that man jumps at every chance he possibly can to get over somebody. Dude, it is he runs ridiculous. Hard. Oh yeah, dude, he, is he the most physical quarterback runner we've ever seen? I don't know. Uh, Steve or Steve McNair, he was pretty physical when he ran. Oh, I mean, uh, def- yeah, that's definitely true. But I'm, no, I'm just saying, he's he. By the no, time his career is over, he's gonna have he, people are gonna be asking that. I mean, right right now, it's so funny because I don't know. I saw a video, like I saw a video about this. It was like, oh, everyone always gives Tua Tua hate because um, he takes these hits, and, and you know, and he's had a, these head problems. But then when you see Josh Allen launching head first over five defenders and doing front flips over an yeah. entire pile, they're like, oh, Josh Allen's a warrior. He's a dog. Uh, he, he's hard nosed. I'm like, why? Why doesn't any other other quarterback get that? Well, I saw Josh a same Allen's type like of six, tweet with like Josh, Josh Allen's six six, two hundred and forty pounds, and, and can run through a brick wall. Um, that's why. But no, Josh Allen, uh, he might want to start taking care of his body a little more. But for right now, it's working. Right now, it's working. Yeah, and it makes football that much more exciting when he's on the field. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
Put your body in harm's way. Keep doing it. I like seeing it. But uh, my dog of the week is also going to be from the Minnesota Vikings game because if you score 39 points and a half, there's there's multiple dogs of the week to go around, right? You got K.J. Osborne. You could pick Justin Jefferson who had 12 catches and over 100 yards and a touchdown of his own. But I'm going to go with the running back who did it in both facets of offense and is Dalvin Cook, 95 yards on the ground and 95 yards through the air with that huge touchdown catch on the screen and run to send it to overtime. So Dalvin Cook carving up the Colts defense on the ground and th- through the air as well. He This was his best game of the season. And going back to probably his uh, four-touchdown game last year, this is the best I've seen Dalvin Cook look. So I was very impressed out of number four. And to me, I, I get the numbers point to Osborne and Jefferson, but with the balance Dalvin Cook provided the Vikings offense in the second half and for Kevin O'Connell to be willing to still run the ball, I think that was very crucial in their ability to make this comeback. So Dalvin Cook is my dog of the week. Great dog. And just real quick, uh, you mentioned him. I want to give a quick shout out to Justin Jefferson, not because of what he did in this game, but because what he's doing this season as the best wide receiver in the NFL, looking at yes, you, Riley. This man is a hundred or three hundred and forty-one yards away from breaking the NFL single season record. That's a hundred and fourteen yards a game to break the record. Now you're thinking, that's that's Justin Jefferson. He's gotten 120 yards the last three games. Well, listen, he's only 125 yards a game away from being the first and only wide receiver to hit 2,000 yards in a season. And you know what the crazy part is? Much like when we thought about this with Derrick Henry, it's doable. It's so doable. It's like, oh, 125 yards a game? Yeah, he's got it. He's got it. I don't see Justin Jefferson not getting it. And if you look at the, the teams that the Vikings are playing, let's start off with this week. I'm pretty sure they're playing one of the worst passing defenses uh, in the NFL. Uh, the Giants. At yeah, they're playing the Giants this week, who have no defensive backs whatsoever because their entire team is injured, much like a lot of the league. Then they you go to Holmes. the week after that, they're playing the Packers, Locked who down. have some have some pretty good uh, DBs. But Justin Jefferson, division game, uh, I, I think he could ball out. But Jair then go, versus Justin Jefferson, that's gonna be a great match. Hey, Jay Jettis had go, over 180 yards in the Packers week but, one. So. But listen, then they go to week 18 and they play the Bears who just have an abysmal defense. Tell me that it's not likely that Justin Jefferson is going to hit this 2,000-yard mark. And I can't wait for it to happen because guess what? As soon as it happens, I'm texting Riley, told you so, because Tyreek was on pace for it and didn't hit it. Justin Jefferson wasn't on pace for it, hit it. Hey, Bam. And this, this is job. another thing I'll say is everybody knows this too. Like, let's, let's not pretend like Justin Jefferson doesn't know how close he is to 2,000 yards. I feel like he's the type of dude, he definitely knows how close he is. And I feel like the coaching staff knows. And if it gets in, if they're within 200 going into that last week, I'm not even saying you he has to get a – like getting the ball. Yeah. If, they're, if they are under 200 yards to 2,000 going into the last week of the season against the Bears, he's going to hit it. No question. I mean, I, I – listen, they're, they're – there's no way in my mind he's breaking the record. Okay, the the record he's breaking. You're that confident, huh? It, oh yeah, I I'll put a lock on it right now. He's breaking the record. Man, I, that's a lot of yards, Joseph. Yeah, three hundred and forty-one in three games for a guy that seven for sixty. Like it's over. He he just needs one game like that where they blow somebody and he doesn't get the ball. I'm telling you, the 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 maybe the, this week the teams that he's playing, it's lined up for him to get it. 
it's lined up. The Packers is going to be the challenge with Jair Alexander. But like you said, he put up 180 against them earlier this season. And you know what? It's it's a hundred percent possible. The, I, I wouldn't I think be comfortable putting money be on it happening. The Bears. And you know what? Yes, and it's because it's just because the last week. Yeah, it's the last week. There's a great chance that they'll have playoffs locked. I, I think they already pretty much have playoffs locked down, right? They'll yeah, them, but they'll, they'll the two play. seed is they'll what the, they'll be playing for because the they'll Niners are nipping at their heels. Regardless, though, think of, like they're going to be blowing them out by halftime, probably. Yeah, because how many, how, how much volume? Is, how much volume is Justin Jefferson going to? That's what. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Gonna get? He can I mean, easily get seven catches for sixty yards. That's what. Yeah. But I'm telling you. He's I'm rooting for it. it to happen. He's I want gonna him get, to get it. He's going to get it. I, I, I have just, I had that same feeling I had when Derrick Henry was close to 2,000. He's going to get it. I, just I don't know. have that. I don't I, have that I just, feeling I, at all. I, I, it's in my gut. I just know it. And listen, I've been so good on locks this, on locks this season. This is my. This is you the, were terrible the, at the beginning, and then you kind of came back. I've, I've come back lately. I've been I've been hot on locks. I, I'm I'm sticking with this one, Justin Jefferson. It, two, maybe not two K. I'm not sticking on two K. Two K is a lot, but the the NFL single season record, he's getting it. I, I feel it. That that's that's. I'm gonna say my piece there, uh, and we'll move on from week 15, as that was we recapped coming out today. Or at time or day of recording, uh, was the Pro Bowl. Now, no one cares about the Pro Bowl, but I feel like we need to talk about the snubs of the Pro Bowl because everyone that got the Pro Bowl pretty much deserved it. I look at the rosters, there wasn't a name that stood out where I'm like, how how did he get in? Obviously, the quarterbacks, Geno Smith got in, Jalen Hurts That's a big uh, one. for the NFC, Kirk Cousins. Those those guys deserve it. Obviously, you know the big three in the uh, AFC, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Josh Allen and um, oh, who was the third one? I just blanked. Oh, Joe Burrow. Yeah, that's it. Joe Burrow. Holmes, Allen Burrow. Yeah, I mean, can we? And also, the crazy thing is, Tua. I think actually had the most fan votes and didn't. Yeah, that. that, So, so this is where I'm going to get to. Biggest, just real quick before we get into our locks. Biggest Pro Bowl snubs of this year. I already guys. I already told you guys mine, and that is. Christian McCaffrey, who has 1,500 all-purpose yards, more than every other running, but more more than every other running back in the NFC, didn't get it, didn't get it, didn't get in, and I don't know how because Christian McCaffrey is one of the best talents, best explosive playmakers, puts up the stats to prove it, didn't get into the Pro Bowl. Yeah, this is a this is a big snub not putting CMC in. Um, he, he was good with the Panthers. He was he was fine. You know, I don't know if he was quite Pro Bowl level, but he was close for sure. And then he comes to San Fran and he completely, you know, just changes their offense to become even better. And he has been balling out for San Fran. He is w- one of the most significant reasons that Brock Purdy looks good, in my opinion. He's bringing a ton of balance to that Shanahan offense. So, I think yeah, it's a big snub. You guys have any other snubs? I know Bryson, you mentioned Tua. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say Tua, but mostly just because I mean he had the most voting in the fan voting too. Like I, I think that's the thing that kind of throws you off. I know it's not just fan voting; other stuff goes into it, like players, coaches, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I, 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 you would think that a guy who's I mean, he was in the MVP uh, conversation for a lot of the year. I know he kind of had a couple bad games, but I thought he would make the Pro Bowl based on how many votes he had and the numbers he's put up. So it makes me think that most people think that that's more 
Tyreek and Jalen Waddle than it really is uh, Tua. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, Jalen Waddle, another snub. Uh, yes. A wide yeah. receiver they got in over him uh, is uh, Jamar Chase, who missed four games due to injury, which is, uh, I think, very Jamar interesting. Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase, though. I mean, he is Jamar yeah, Chase. But Waddle had the better year, right? Waddle's oh, yeah. had the better year so far. I don't know. It's just interesting. Um, Someone who got in that shouldn't have got in, Quentin Nelson. Ooh. Oh. Ooh, that's yeah, that's just based off name, it feels like. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like that's kind of how it goes no, with no guards. you know you know what that was that was hey we need the colts to get a player in because all every team's got to be represented who are we gonna send <laughs> is that actually a thing every team has to be yep i'm really? pretty that's sure I, i'm pretty sure every team has to be uh so what texan made the oh, freaking pro bowl i got another one Lar- uh, uh, laramie, yeah, Tun- laramie tunsel oh okay of course. Name. I got I got, a, I got I mean, a the offensive, offensive lineman, defensive lineman, those are the easiest positions to just kind of like throw some in. throw some on a bone. Well, Laramie Tunsil's and, and special team and, spe- and special teams. Laramie Tunsil deserved it, I think. All right, who's your other one, Riley? Uh oh yeah, Ryan Stonehouse. Oh yeah. Mm, yeah. The best oh first off, he averages the most yards per punt in the league for all punters as a rookie. Two, he doesn't just kick it out of the back of the end zone every time. He actually places balls inside the 10, inside the 5, inside the 20, all the time. Big snub. Big snub. I, I definitely agree Very with well. that. But it doesn't matter because the Pro Bowl is useless, and they're not even playing a football game this year. They never even really played a football game in previous years. They just yeah, kind of right. ran the ball around and gave somebody a car at the end of the game uh, for whoever <laughs> had the best stats or whatever. Hey, um, hey would you rather see a flag football game or – them all play celebrity family feud celebrity family celebrity yeah are you kidding me no question absolutely give me that so funny listen with peyton Peyton, eli and steve harvey all mixing in as hosts oh yes oh my gosh let's get it yeah well listen mic'd up look mic'd up peyton and eli coaching on the sidelines for the flag football game that's gonna be comedy gold i already know it uh, that's gonna be comedy goal, but yeah, no, uh, the Pro Bowl is useless. The only good thing about the Pro Bowl <laughs> is the the events and the skills challenges. Um, Remember it, when Mitch Trubisky made it that one year and he couldn't hit a freaking target? And they were like, was, "What is happening? <laughs> Mitch How did he get in? Was, I, he I the, missed... was he the MVP, the Nickelodeon? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what I miss? I miss the Pro Bowl where the quarterback challenges, where you know the longest the longest throw competition. Uh, like those quarterback, like the speed ones where they had the paint on the footballs and they were uh, throwing at the targets, running back and forth. Those are the quarterback challenges I miss. They need to bring those back. Those are fun to watch. I always watch. I, they always show up on my like timeline on Twitter. And I see Peyton Manning throwing. I see Steve McNair throwing. I see all these old quarterbacks throwing. I'm like, I'm like bring that back. They should Ooh, invent a new. new crap. They should invent a new Pro Bowl challenge given the past events and the. Uh, Raiders Patriots game. They put every quarterback up against Chandler Jones. You get Chandler Jones <laughs> a couple of steps head start and see which ones can actually make a tackle. So no, they couldn't do that. Too much physical contact. Oh, Pro dude, I don't know what you're talking about. We should put Jacoby Myers in the quarterback competition. He played quarterback in high school. Yeah, I know. He might, exactly. he might Let's go he might for it. Up. Evidently, he's uh, not a good decision maker, though. Yeah. All right, that's the Pro Bowl. It's useless. No one cares about it. Let's get into Week Six. <laughs> Teen. Uh, we'll yeah. start off Thursday night. Uh, well, first let's get to our uh, our picks um, and I'm how winning. we looked up uh, this I week. Uh, it was uh, myself and Bryson tied for the best weeks. 
um, at 11 and five. Jack and Riley went 10 and six. So pretty good week from everybody uh, there. Uh, Bryson's still in the lead, 123 to 77 and two. Uh, Riley behind him at 121, 79 and two. I'm right there at 120, 80 and two. And Jackson last at 119, 81 and two. We're all so close. Recount. Recount. Stop the count. Uh, I don't think this is the commander's game, Jack. Uh, but yeah, that's that's how the uh, records look out for the year. So everyone actually really, really far over five hundred, which is uh, which is pretty impressive. So Smart let's guys. let's keep that going here in Week Sixteen Thursday Night Football. It's the Jags and the Jets getting things started. Uh, the Jets are favored by two in this game. I'll get things started because the Jets are not winning with Zach Wilson at quarterback. Give me the Jaguars. Love the storyline of number one overall pick versus number two overall pick. Last year it didn't go Trev's way. This year it does. Give me the Jags. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of getting worried because I feel like we might all pick the Jags. I don't know if that's happened in a while. No, this is a game but... the Jags lose, but I just don't can't pick Zachy Dubs. Can't pick I can't him. do it. I can't, can't I can't pick, pick Zach Wilson either. Especially I, I feel like the Jets haven't been great the last couple weeks. So give me the Jaguars. Hey, y'all know me. I'm the number one Zach Wilson hater. So, of course, I'm going with the Jaguars. Come on. That's a sweep for the Jags. <laughs> All right, moving on. Our next game, it's the Bills and the Bears getting things started off on Saturday this week because Christmas is on Sunday. So, almost all the teams are playing on Saturday. Uh, and this one's an easy pick. Give me the Bills. Yeah, I'm not going to overthink this. Let's Let's take the Bills in this one. Chicago will lose on Christmas Eve in the Bills. Christmas is going to come a little day early there for Buffalo. Yeah, I'm going with Buffalo. That's an easy pick. That's another sweep. All right, moving on. We got the Saints and the Browns in Cleveland. This one's an interesting game because both of these offenses are eh. Uh, haven't really been great. Middle-of-the-road quarterbacks right now. Um I honestly don't know who to pick in this game. Uh, I think I'm just going to go with the Browns because the Saints are 1-5 and five on the road, and uh, that does not favor them. So just give me Cleveland. Uh, and uh, I'm what's going to say a cold, supposed to be rainy day in Ohio. Oh, yeah. It's going to be cold in a lot of these games because of this crazy weather that we're about to have just across the country. Uh, but I think I'm going to go with the Browns. But I do think this game is what you get if you're on Santa's naughty list. <laughs> this is the kind of game you get for that. So, what'd you take, Joseph? I picked the Browns. Man, guts tell me Noah. It's you gonna be go freezing. It? It, uh... Exactly. New Orleans plays in a dome. No, 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 no. That I know. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go Cleveland. I <laughs> should have went them last week. So, give me the Browns, even though they suck. Yeah, gotta go with the Browns here. Uh, Saints just lost their starting guard, I think. Uh, tough yeah, one. yeah. The offensive line. Do we see what that can do to a team with the Titans? I've got to go with uh, Cleveland for this one. Yeah, absolutely. Sweep. Um, sweep. Moving on, we got the Texans and the Titans in Nashville. Uh, this one's going to be one of the coldest games in Titans or in Nissan Stadium history. Uh, but that just benefits Tennessee, in my opinion, because they have one thing that the Texans don't have, especially now that Damian Pierce is on IR, and that is Derrick Henry. He has rushed for 200 yards in, what, four straight games over the Texans now? 
uh, four or five now. I did it last or last time they played earlier this year. He's going to make it six or five or six, whatever it is. Give me Derrick Henry and the Titans. Yes. This week, even though I don't feel good about the Titans overall a lot, let's just be honest, they're still playing the Texans. They still are a better team than the Texans. I think, I mean, and the big difference, like we said, the Titans have Derrick Henry. He always plays great against the Texans. So give me the Titans, but this is going to be like a 14 to 3 or like a 7, a 10 to 3 game, said, something stupid I said like, like that. I said like 13 to 9. Yeah, like something. This is not something Ugh. that you're gonna want to remember yeah. on on Christmas morning. Are you gonna watch this game? Yeah, unfortunately. Jeez. Yeah. Oh. Ugh. I hope Hanson doesn't turn it on too much at Red Zone. Yeah, but just because of Derrick Henry, I'm taking the Titans. Don't need to get too cute. Just because Texans are playing well doesn't mean they're gonna be able to beat Tennessee and Nashville in the frigid cold. Give me. And also, let's not forget that the Texans are playing for the number one pick too. So can't can't. They do have a two game lead on it though. So uh, they true. can afford to win. <laughs> they can afford to win. Riley? Yeah. Um, Malik beat the Texans once. He'll do it again. Derrick Henry's there. Might be the first time we see uh, we see Traylon Burks and Malik Willis on the field together at the same time. So maybe there's a connection there. Maybe there's some insane chemistry between those two. Let's hope we see that. Um, because that's about the only thing you're going to get good out of this game. Yeah, we're sweeping four in a row for Tennessee. Yeah, they can't lose five in a straight, can they? That just can't happen. No. And no, also, no, 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 show of hands, who's here for the Josh Dobbs potential action? Well, we we for that? We for that? All for, for it. it. No question. I want Malik to do well. I want Malik to do well, but... Let's hope he does so well that I they like have Dobbs. to bring Josh Dobbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a possibility. He's rocking number 11. I like Dobbs, though. I want to see Dobbs Dobbs have success. All right, moving on. We got the Chiefs and the Seahawks. Seahawks on the road. Chiefs at home. Kansas City is a 10-point favorite. I am going to go Chiefs in this game, but I'm already calling it now. My lock of the week is Seahawks plus 10. That's that's a very good lock because I agree. I do think it's going to be closer than a 10-point game. But what do we know about Kansas City? They don't lose at home in November and December and January most of the time. So, yeah, home game, yeah, most of the time. But, I mean, like like I said, November and December, they don't lose at home. Give me uh, Kansas City. Jack? Chiefs all the way. Riley? Looking at this, I'm starting to think New Orleans is going to be that game that like screws <laughs> us all over. And, yeah, like, that's going to be the lock that we or the the sweep yep. that we all get wrong. But yeah, I'm, uh, you can't get too cute with this. Kansas City is going to win this. We swept game, every Arrowhead. game this far. Yeah, so far that's another sweep. All right, moving on. We got Giants Vikings. Give me the Vikings. I already told you how I feel about that one. <sighs> Dude, yeah. this is going to be the one. I'm going in the opposite direction this week. The Giants are going to win this game because the Vikings, let's be honest, they should have lost last week. I know they came out in the second half and did all that, but, dude, they were down 33 in the first half to the Colts. It was bad. I think the Giants, they know this is basically must win for them from here on out. So they're yeah. so they're playing with desperation. I, I'm, I'm going to take the Giants' close win on the road. I, don't, I think with them beating Washington – it's not necessarily must win. I think they could actually afford a loss and find their way into postseason. 
But yeah, they're they're going to play their heart out and they're going to want to win. I'm just not a Giants believer. I still am not a Giants believer even after they beat the Commanders in DC. So I'm going to take Minnesota protecting home field getting the dub. Yeah, I've got I've got to go with Minnesota. They're just a much better team than the Giants like you said. The the DBs just cannot match up with that that potent passing attack. Got to go with Minnesota. First non-sweep. All right, uh moving on, we got Bengals at the Patriots. Um Give me Cincy. Yeah, this Bengals have been too good lately, man. Yeah, let's let's go with Cincinnati. I gotta start making. How many games am I down? Three. Just one behind uh, Bryson. I I'm think. down three totals no, from the leader. No, you're down four total. Just... You're down four games to uh, Bryson. Man, talk about must win. New England's got to win this game. And it's in their own house. Look at him hyping himself up to take the pick. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly was going to pick New England, but then they lost like that to the Raiders, and it's just oh. When the Bengals came back against Brady, I'm t- I'm not, this is not the time to get cute. Not this one. I'm taking Cincy. Make that another sweep. Yeah, it's this is going to be a it's going to be a boring week. Up next, we got the Lions and the Panthers. Ooh. Dude. I- Okay. Y'all know who Listen, I'm picking. Hold on. Time out. Time out. I think I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to get a little cute. I think I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go a little aggressive. Panthers at a bounce back win, but it's gonna be a close one. Give me Panthers at home and bounce back. No, I, this this could be like a twenty-eight point game. I think Dude, this is. This I'm is not gonna, gonna lie, gonna... Joseph. If you wanted to get cute, you should have picked the Giants game with me because that's at least what reasonable. Patriots? You know what I mean? Come on, man. Give me the Lions. Yeah, all the way. Yeah, you like I, I predicted it. I said Lions could win ten games. I'm gonna stick with my guns. I can't back off of that now. I'm gonna pick them to win out. So like a yeah, I'm going with the Lions. All right, moving on. We got Falcons and Ravens in Baltimore. Jeez. Oh, this is an ugly game. Is so Lamar ugly. is Lamar gonna be back for this game? He's missed practice. So. Nope. The time we're recording, he is not practiced yet. Wow. Uh man, it is late in the week. Okay. Uh man. I'm gonna do it. Give me Desmond Ritter. First win. Give me give me Desmond Ritter Dude. first win. As as a pro. Give it give it to Joseph. me. Joseph. I'm getting risky. Give it to me. Hey, I'm with you. Yes. Give me the Falcons. Give yes. me the Falcons okay. in this game. Brilliant. This is where I catch up here. Okay, yeah. Taking Baltimore all day. Bounce back there at home. Protecting MT Bank. They're going to win this game. Come on, guys. You were just talking about how bad it's going to be for them to have to cut out <laughs> I don't care. Brown. Have you watched the Falcons this year? Yeah. Yeah, they're an up and down Painful. Tyler Algier is him. I'm going with Atlanta. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> all right. I'm Lone Wolf and the Ravens over Atlanta in Baltimore. It's Atlanta. No, not a top tier. That's no, listen, that's top tier. Jack, they've right. scored. They've scored two touchdowns in the last. I know. Three I games. told you they three suck. games. They've, they've scored two horrible. touchdowns. Yeah. This is another game that nobody's gonna watch. I mean, let's I just yes. feel like they'll eke it out somehow, right. like they did against Denver. Like, All right. Anyway, let's keep it going. We got the Niners at the Commanders. We got the two dogs. In, wait, this is in Santa Clara, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's the Commanders at the Niners. My bad. Um, we got the Commanders at the Niners. Uh, two really dog – got that dog in them quarterbacks, Taylor Heineke, Brock Purdy. Uh, I'm going the Niners in this one. Uh, I think uh, Purdy and that just fits right in that system, and they're playing so well right now. Give, give me the Niners. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go San Fran. They they keep the pedal to the metal. Yeah, see, my thing is, I feel like every time I pick against the Niners, they end up winning. So I think I should just go with the 49ers in this one, even though it's it, it is iffy. But I, I, I'm gonna go with Brock Purdy. Yeah, then to me, the Niners are just the much better team, and it's not even particularly close. I think that's gonna be an easy, easy sweep for the Niners. Uh, and then we got the Eagles and the Cowboys. Remember, Jalen Hurts might not play this game with a sprained left shoulder, um, and I don't think he needs to play. I think they already got that wrapped up. Uh, they're not in trouble of losing the division. They're not in trouble of losing the one seed right now. Uh, so I, I think I'm going to uh, – oh, man. I'm, you know what? I'm going to go Eagles. Gardner Minshew is going to step in. He's going to ball out. Give it to me. Uh, I the, can't listen, do it. The Jags are going to continue to torment – the, the 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 Dallas Cowboys is former Jags quarterback Gardner Minshew is going to eat. Are y'all ready to hear this? This this this, this is what I'm gonna say, right? I have not picked against the Eagles in any single game this entire season. That ends today. I'm picking the wow. Dallas Cowboys at home. Okay. No Jalen Hurts is the main reason. If Jalen Hurts played, I'd probably go the I other wonder- way. I wonder if but, they're gonna sit their wide. I wonder if they're gonna sit everybody. If they're gonna sit all their big guys, AJ no. Brown, Devontae Smith. Hell no, I doubt it. You think they, they keep them going? Yeah, they're they're not locked at the one seed yet. They're gonna keep full force till they are. I'm taking the Eagles, and it's not because I think Minshew is just you know it's plug and play in that offense. I think Hertz is incredible, but Mike Leach with that news, that sad news, of course, you know, rip yeah. rip the pirate. But Gardner Minshew was Mike Leach's dude. And, you know, you've heard Minshew tell countless stories of Leach. They were very close during, uh, from their time at Washington State. Gardner Minshew is going to play for Mike Leach, and he's going to beat the division rival in the Dallas Cowboys in their home stadium. In Jerry's world, give me Philly, fly, Eagles, fly. Yeah, I was, uh, I was, on, I was on the game. As you can see, I got the gamer headset on today. Um, I was on the game earlier today, and I was talking to my buddy who's a big Broncos fan, and he was like – you know, I'm a big fan of Gardner Minshew. I like those quarterbacks that just got like that that swagger about him. And Gardner Minshew definitely has that. So I'm going to ride with my boy. I'm saying it's going to be Gardner Minshew taking over for Jalen Hurts. Very similar. This is a very similar situation to a uh, a former uh, a situation that took place a couple years ago where MVP candidate Carson Wentz was having an insane season. Don't compare Goes out to at the end Wentz. of the game. Come on now. Foles comes in, has an insane end of the season. Yeah, Riley, you took it too far. Similar? Riley, you took it too far. You took Look, it too that, far. Hey, that was that was his that, that was my that was my boy Stewart's idea. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say he, that. Throw that out there. Maybe you never know. It wasn't it wasn't probable when Foles did it. Nobody thought Foles was gonna come in there and, and beat Jack Tom Brady done. in the Jack Super Bowl. Done. Nobody Jack's thought like, nobody it. thought Tom just Brady stop was talking. Gonna, just nobody stop thought talking. Nick Foles was just gonna beat Tom You thought you thought Nick Foles was gonna come in and beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl? No, no one did. But <laughs> it's not gonna happen again. Maybe it could. You it's never not. know. You never right. know. I think I know. I, it should, what, what won't won't Hurts be back in a few weeks anyway? Like his injury, he should be. He should be. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have a torn ACL like Carson Wentz had. Yeah, whatever. I, I've regardless, <laughs> I've got Philly to, to win this game. All I think right, Garner him. All right, all right. Moving on, the Sunday night game. It's the Raiders, or the Saturday night game. Excuse me. It's the Raiders and the Steelers. Ah oh, man. Um, 
Dude, don't like, overthink it. It's gonna be like eight it. degrees. Give me the, 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 give me the Steelers. Yep, same. Eight degrees. Go with the team that's more physical. Car sucks in the cold. Give me Pittsburgh. Wow, that's so crazy. I can't believe y'all both are picking the Steelers. Yeah, dude, I think I'm gonna eight, pick the Raiders. Eight, Eighteen degrees. Eighteen degrees at nighttime. Only- probably some wind chill in Pittsburgh. The only reason I'm picking the, the Raiders is because Josh Jacobs is still in a contract year, baby. Come on now. 120-plus on the ground. TJ Watts win in this game. Riley? Yeah, Bryson thought this was about to be a little little like easy sweep for, for Vegas. Nah, buddy. I'm taking uh, Pittsburgh back to all back the way for Bryson. One. Come on. Okay, That's Jack, crazy. Jack, I'm going to give you a chance to change your mind here. It's Pittsburgh minus two and a half. I know you like. Uh, I know you like those close. Those I don't close care. Players. I, I, I think y'all are putting too much stock into Vegas. It, to me, they're close. We they're are to... putting too much stock into no, Vegas. No, no, no. By saying that, that's a, by saying that, that's a gotcha line because the Raiders aren't clearly a better team than Pittsburgh, and the scenario yeah, of the game is what's making me pick Steelers. No, I just legitimately think they're probably a better team than them, and the scenarios favor them. So I'm taking Pittsburgh. Okay, I'm gonna throw a bag real quick. How about Detroit at minus two and a half over the Panthers? Man, look. see, that's a gotcha line. People, people are going to want to hammer Detroit, but yeah, so that is a gotcha line, but I'm still sticking with Detroit. All right, uh, we'll move into the Sunday that games. We'll, we'll move into the Sunday games. It's the Christmas Packers Day. going to, or, or yeah, Christmas Day games. It's the Packers going into Miami to take on the Dolphins, and uh, I'm not going to overthink this one. Give me Tua. Give me Tua and the Dolphins. Actually, I'm not Tua. taking. I'm not taking Tua, but I'm taking the Dolphins. Two yeah, I'll take I'll I'll take I'll take the Dolphins too, and I will take Tua because we're gonna get to see the Tua revenge game for not being selected to the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I would I would love for the Packers to win this game and then like, oh my gosh, they're seven and eight. What if? But the playoff hopes died this weekend in Miami, down there in South Florida. It comes to an end, and yeah. maybe we'll see Rodgers again after this game. Maybe not, but give me Miami. Give me a sweep for Miami. All right, uh, worst game of the week, Broncos, Rams. Uh, you, me, Christmas Day, like, gosh, me, get out of here with this that. This is the yeah. worst gift me, I've ever received. Give me, the, give me the Rams. Give me Baker. Give me Baker at 330. Dude, like, this is such or a nasty game. This, I mean, I'm, I'm taking give me the Rams. Him. Wait. Russell Wilson's not playing, right? No, he's he playing. Is, he's he playing. Oh, protocol. he is playing? Ah, shoot. Aaron Donald might be back. Mm, I don't, oh, give me the freaking Broncos, I guess. I don't know. Give me the yeah, Broncos. Yeah, they've looked all right the last two weeks. I'm going to say Russ and the Denver with, gets it with, done. Without Russ. No, even against the Chiefs, they look good with Russ. Oh, this is hard. Wait, all right, Bryson, you picked Denver? I did. Jeez. This is, this is, a, this is a hard one to pick. Hey, they both suck. Just flip a they coin. They both suck. Any mini money moves you're talking about? So, um, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. I'll go with Denver. I'm lone wolf in L.A. Oh man, that's there you go. That's not great. Um, all right, moving <laughs> on. We got Bucks and Cardinals. Tom, give me Tom Brady Christmas night on the road. He's got no more family to worry about. Give me the Bucks. He's locked in. That's a crazy line. He's locked in. He ain't got to go give no kids no 
Christmas presents. You gotta get my wife no Christmas presents. He still has kids. He still has kids. That's crazy. Note to self: If Joseph ever gets in a divorce and already has children, he will no longer be a father to those children. Is not a father on Christmas this year. He's got a game to win. He's driving. He's gonna win this game. Give me Tom Brady. I'm still gonna pick the Buccaneers, but let's just be clear that Tom Brady does still have kids. Joke. He's gonna have all Christmas morning to like, okay, yeah, here's your crap that I bought you that you probably already have millions of because I'm a rich Super Bowl winning quarterback times seven, by the way, uh, or times six, whatever it is. He's gonna be locked in for this game. He's not losing this one, especially not against the crap Cardinals without Kyler Murray, without Kyler and Murray. Colt. They got Colt, yeah. Cue the music. Jason is it Jared on the No, 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 no. I ain't even trying. But I'm going to lose to Tom Brady. Hey. Yeah. Riley, you're sweeping it. Sweep for the goats on Christmas. All right. And on Monday night on the 26th, it's the Chargers closing out the week against the Colts in Indianapolis. Uh, give me Justin Herbert and the Chargers. I think they're on a good roll right now. Um, and the Colts are just in shambles after the embarrassment that was week 15. Chargers. There was once a yes, time, Joseph, easy. that Nick Foles took over a job late in the season. And when the, and they made the playoffs and then they won the Super Bowl and the Colts aren't mathematically eliminated. Oh, nope, doesn't happen. Give me bolts. Yeah, here's yeah the no, Foles it's the Chargers. Tour. No question for me after. I mean, they didn't have a great week last week against the Titans, but still, they're a much better team. Let's end all week 16 picks with a sweep for Los Angeles Chargers and Jay Herbo. All right, with that, uh, let's get into our locks of the week and close this episode up. Let's go look at the records. I'm still currently in first at 27 and 18. In second place is Riley at 23 and 19. Uh, then it's Bryson. Oh, you have you not updated the logs on the dock yet? I updated on the. I, I did it wrong. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm 25 and 20. Okay. Jack's 19 and 26 in last place, and Bryson is 23, 22 and 23, uh, in third place. Hey, oh, so I'm you, coming back. I'm you're coming, coming back. back. You just haven't updated your own. That that was the only. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but all right. So that that's that's the logs leaders. I'm in first place. Bryson had his first perfect week last week. Everybody, Let's congratulations, go. Jack. Come on now. You're Jack, the only you, one that does not have week, a perfect man. week. Yeah, I do. No, you Yo. don't. You're Most the only one that has down. not had a... Y'all forgot about it. No. There's that one week, remember, and I said, hey, I got a perfect week. Remember that? Yeah. No. That was yeah, right, right, right. I did. Hey, you're talking to a five-time perfect week champ right here. You've right. had two yeah. imperfect weeks. I'm hanging the banner now. I'm, I'm putting the banner up five five times. Um, yeah, that's that's the only thing I got going for me because um, I, I blew it in the, uh, in the, in the pick-em records. But I'll, st- I'll get things started. I already said one of them, and that is the Chiefs and Seahawks. I'm going Seahawks plus 10. Um, I get this game is in Kansas City, difficult place to play, but the Seahawks are used to playing in a difficult place to play over there in Lumen Field. Uh, they like the noise. That offense is good. That defense is bad. Uh, and the Chiefs have been playing a lot of close games lately. So give me the Seahawks to cover that one, that spread. And then I am going to go over to the 
Oh man, that is a low over under. I was gonna pick the Falcons Ravens under, but that is at thirty six, and that is really really low. <laughs> oh man! Wow. Um, was that eighteen points each? Yeah, that is. That's funny. honestly not unrealistic. That that's bad. Okay, here there's gonna I'll be a give, lot here, of running no, the football. I'll, I'll give you this one. I'll give you this one. Give me the. Give me the Bucks Cardinals under. It's at forty and a half. Um. Yeah, give me the under. Bucks Cardinals under at forty and a half. I like it. It's a little risky, okay. uh, but I, I think I'm going to go that one. And then my lock of the week, I was going to think Derrick Henry. I was going to, like, take a Derrick Henry, but I was going to make my own line, and I was going to go, like, 150 uh, total yards. But uh, I'm not going to do that because that's a really risky, and uh, they don't have an official line out for uh, Derrick Henry yards yet, and I don't want to risk it. So give me Justin Jefferson at over 96 and a half. I've been riding with the boy all year. I rode with him on a couple locks already. I'm thinking he's going to hit that that mark. He's going to start this week, and I'm telling you, he's going to have 115 yards or more in this game. Give me Jay Jettas. All right, got my he's locks at 96 here. 96 and a half, by the way, not 115. Y'all hating on me for not going perfect week. Well, this is the week, okay? Christmas he's is coming. crafted it up in the lab. Santa Claus is going to bless me with a perfect week this week. All right, let's go. Starting off Thursday nighter. Trevor Lawrence over 199 and a half pass yards. Trevor oh, Sunshine said over over what? 199 and a half. That's free money. What exactly? Sunshine's gonna dice up men in green. All right, now give me the Chargers minus four and a half against the putrid Indianapolis Colts on Monday night. And then the Eagles plus five. Even if the Cowboys win, I think it's by a field goal or less. Eagles are plus five on Caesars. Wow. People are not buying into Minshew Mania, Joseph. Well, we are. They need to start fearing the stash because the stash is powerful. That is. Oh, yeah. And the jorts. I'm I'm not buying into it. I will tell you that for sure. Well, I'm going to start uh, easy. The first one I'm going to go with is Dalvin Cook over 73 and a half rushing yards. That's going to be my first one. I think that's. Uh, pr- pretty solid pick as we go on against the Giants. Kayvon uh, he's been playing good. I mean, yeah, still. I, I, still, I, still, I, still, I still think he's going to get it, though. Give me – I know it's a low under, but give me the under in Titans versus Texans. It is at 35 and a half. I know that's low. It's very low. But the Titans just put up 14 points last week. I know that maybe if the Texans – and I, I, I'm not expecting the Texans to come out and score a lot either. And then Chica Conquo's getting three touchdowns by himself. Dude. Wow. I, All right. That, that hey, put crazy. some money on that. You'll be a millionaire. Not happening. If 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 you feel that way, you can go ahead and go for it. And then <laughs> give me Chargers minus three and a half against the Colts. Hey, that's what I just did. Oh, wait, did you actually just do that? He yeah. did minus he had minus four. That's oh, what Caesar wait, said. Oh, minus oh, four and a half. Fault, my fault, my fault. <laughs> my fault. Dude, you, can take, you can take the same one if you Dude want. Dude, Falcons plus seven against Balti. I liked that. Oh, yeah. yeah I you picked, did pick. I, I, yeah, I picked, you picked the Falcons. You know what? Oh, my bad. I wasn't listening. ATL plus, what That's was it? Bad. Seven and a half. Plus seven. There's yeah. Seven. Interesting. Nah, plus seven and a half. Well, Vikings minus four against the Giants. Mm. They played so many one score games. I'm not Dude, I can't even that. do that. I picked the I picked the Giants. Oh, that's right. <laughs> no, no, I'll I'll take Falcons. I'll I'll take Falcons plus seven. 
I mean, if you picked them straight up, that's a great pick. Yeah. Um. All right. So for me, I like doing the all-player props. I had fun doing that last week. I'm gonna do it again this week. Kind of got ruined by. I thought it was gonna be a whole lot snowier in Buffalo. It was not very snowy for most of the game until like the very end. So obviously, Josh Allen. Like I said, I picked him as my dog of the week. I picked his under last week. Not gonna make that mistake again with uh, Mr. Allen. Uh, for for my locks this week, Jack Owen to your Jacksonville Jaguars. Evan Ingram has been balling out. They have his line at four receptions right now. I'm taking that over. He's had way over that, and I think he's had five, uh, like eleven and eight catches in the last few games. So I'm going with Evan Ingram for sure to get over four receptions. Dalvin Cook anytime Tutty. I think he's got that in the bag, receiving or rushing. It's going to happen. And Justin Herbert, I'm going with his over 310 yards from scrimmage. I think he's going to get that pretty easily Ooh. against Indy. That's hefty. He's he's had uh he's had over 310 yards in each of the last three games. So he's hot right, right now. Very well. I'm a ride with him. All right, those are the locks of the week for the Christmas week um, of cover four and what are we asking uh, for what are we I asking say, for? i would say before before we get out of here uh what what's your what's your top christmas list uh we'll start with uh bryson dude y'all know what mine is i just want the grizzlies to beat the warriors that's all yeah. i ask for yep. yeah this is this is your full circle moment you're gonna be there right we've been waiting gonna, for bryson yes there, right? yes i will be there i will there be there go. flying out in, in two memphis days, so no in san no. francisco you're gonna be oh that's gonna be gonna awesome, the dude. That's gonna be so awesome. Oh snap! That is great. I'm jealous, dude. That's gonna be an insane game. Riley, what's uh, on the top awesome. of what's on the top of your list? What are you asking Santa Claus for? So, kind of along in the same veins as Bryson, I'm gonna be going out to a Grizzlies game at some point soon. I forget which one, but I'm going to a Grizzlies game, sports event. You know, it's a lot of fun. I like the Grizzlies, so it'll be my first Grizzly game. I'm excited about that. Jack, oh. nice. I'm asking Santa Claus, number one on my list is a win in all of my fantasy leagues that I'm currently in the playoffs. Okay. I'm such a good player. Like, all the leagues, you know, it's just playoff bound all the time. So, give me wins across the board. Maybe a little little money here sprinkled in on FanDuel betting. I'll, I'll really appreciate it, Santa. So, that is what I'm asking for on a brilliant, brilliant football weekend coming up. Uh, what am I asking for? Um, I'm just asking for the Tennessee Titans to not embarrass me this week. Uh, don't go out and do <laughs> something. You? Yes, embarrass me as a as a fan. <laughs> Listen, we talked about it earlier today. Tickets for this game on Saturday are going for as low as three dollars, all the way up to fifteen. Dude, it's gonna be like three six bucks? degrees outside. Three bucks. I looked on ticket. There are on uh, SeatGeek. Yeah, you should three go. Do- three dollars. No. But listen, Jack. Jack, $3. would you want to sit outside for three hours? It's Titans. If you and love them, you go. Two of the worst six offenses degree, in the league. In six-degree weather. Listen, listen, listen. I, I ain't going because I ain't a Titans fan. But y'all should go. So, Santa Claus, if you could just, just – don't bring me embarrassment. And, and that's all I want is to not be embarrassed by this team uh, and to have them – Ruin a shot of the playoffs because they decided to mess around and lose to the Texans. You got a Dylan Raidens and Ryan Tannehill injury for Christmas. That's what you got. Yeah. So hey, bonus bonus perk maybe for for Santa to bring me. Don't 
Hey, Santa, I don't want to get kicked out of our group chat again. I don't want to get kicked out of the group chat with my wonderful friends here at Cover 4. And Rock <laughs> you I've been kicked out like four, four straight Sundays. Jackson. I think like four straight Sundays I've been kicked out. So if I could not get kicked Jack, out again. Jack, hold up. I will say amazing. I've never once kicked Jack out of the I It's been, it's been Jackson every time. It's been Jackson every We're going to have to bring time. Jackson back for a legacy episode so he can explain why he keeps kicking Jack. Yeah, I need to hear his case. But... <laughs> yeah. But, uh, guys, I hope you have a Merry Christmas. Everyone listening, I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas or a Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate. Um, we'll see you guys next week because this has been another edition of the Cover 4 Podcast brought to you by WTK's Rock Solid Sports. Don't forget to like and share to get all past and future episodes of the Cover 4 Podcast for all your NFL news, takes, and more. For Bryson, Jack, Riley, I'm Joseph. We'll see you all next week on the next edition of Cover 4 Happy holidays and Merry Christmas.